So I just feel like my my relationship with Jesus has changed immensely because I've had to turn and rely on Him for everything. Hi, this is Reba Collins, All In Community Consultant, and you're listening to the All In Community Podcast. All In Community is an initiative of the West Ohio Conference to train, equip, connect, and resource local churches to be bodies of Christ that embrace our neighbors who have been affected by crime or incarceration. Today, our special guest is Heidi McDowell, a member of Powell United Methodist Church and a key lay leader of the All In Community Ministry at Powell. In 2013, Heidi's husband, Kevin, was sentenced to serve a five-year term at Chillicothe Correctional Institution, leaving Heidi and her three teenage sons at home. Today, Heidi and I will be talking about walking with families like hers that are left behind when a family member is incarcerated, and we'll be talking about the Healing Communities Framework. This is a framework that we can use to develop an appropriate mentoring response for people in our churches and communities who are involved in the criminal justice system. So you and I, Heidi, were talking prior to the podcast, and you have a lot of stuff going on right now, a lot of transitions. If you don't mind, if you could just share a little bit about where you are in this whole process and journey. Absolutely. So we are definitely at a time of transition. Um, Kevin is nearing the end of his um, time at Chillicothe Correctional Institution. So next month we will be preparing for his um, reentry. And so there's just a lot of emotions that are stirred with that. And um, we're all just trying to really stay calm and at a place of peace right now. We are definitely praying for a great transition home. Thank for you. him and for your family, because it is it is a difficult transition to make and mm-hmm. a lot of readjustments that have to be made. Absolutely. If it's okay with you, I'll set the stage for our discussion today. I was thinking back to when we first met, and it was, I believe, that second Healing Communities training we had in West Ohio, and that was like almost two years ago. And it was at your church, Powell United Methodist. Now, if my memory serves, the main reason why Powell wanted to host the training was because there was a group of people around you who were walking with you and your family as everyone, including the church, was navigating through your husband's arrest Mm -hmm. and his sentencing. So tell us a little bit of what that felt like to have members of your own church come around you and say, in a manner of speaking, we know this is confusing and really, really hard, and none of us really know what to do, but we are going to find out together, and we're going to walk through this all together with you. It definitely felt the first thing I thought of as I was listening to you is just that they were like a life preserver for me. They just really stepped in and saved my life, and it started out with one person. He was Mm -hmm. a pastor at the time, um, just being there and being present, and then slowly it was like more people decided to climb into the lifeboat with me. Um, So that's kind of the analogy I have. But yes, um, we wanted to bring healing communities to Powell because we weren't exactly sure what do we do next. I often see churches that approach situations like yours in a chaotic, almost frantic way. Um, But at Powell, this journey together seems to have been less 
frantic and more mm-hmm. and less of the let's hurry up and, and fix this mm-hmm. and more let's slow this down. I f- definitely felt like our pastors embraced that idea of like, let's just move slowly. And they continually, even though I didn't want them to look at me, <laughs> uh, looked at me for what do we do next or what do you need right. or how are you feeling? It forced me to become more prayerful for sure because they were looking to me like, what, right. do you, what should we do next? And so um, definitely I had to become a little bit more reflective and just trust kind of in the unknowing, right? you know, that God would reveal the next step and what that looked like. And at times I was frustrated because I wanted to speed it up a little <laughs> bit, but um, no, they were really good about let's just kind of pause and reflect and pray and try to discern, you know, where do we go next? Yeah, prayer seems to be a big anchor in um, this journey. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How has prayer changed at Powell itself? I would say the biggest probably, and this was actually intentional from our healing communities training, was that we decided the small group of people who kind of came together and started with that, that we wanted to be more intentional with our prayers and around incarceration. Mm-hmm. So just like people coming and being able to share that someone in their family was ill or was dealing, you know, had an upcoming surgery or something like that, that, you know, this is kind of like that. It was very intentional. We we started putting the, that verbiage into our um, bulletins and into our weekly prayers and um, started talking about incarceration and addiction and depression and right some of those kind of scary topics those, those things that marginalize and push people to the edges and mm-hmm. that don't feel like that they have a place right right and yeah. a voice mm-hmm. that's awesome so since the training pal's um, framework has expanded beyond caring just for your family can you give us a sense of what healing communities and all in community really looks like and feels like at Powell now? Sure. Um, again, through that healing communities training that we went through, it was very purposeful that we came together and, and as a as a group decided, you know, where did what did we already have in place that we could capitalize on? And then what did we want to really keep as some main focuses? And some of the things that, that we made sure we wanted to do was for our church to be an open place where everybody felt unconditionally loved and that they had a place where it was safe for them. Um, We definitely wanted to um, not force people to kind of have to share, but again, just create those safe places and be able to have some really tough discussions. And so through the healing communities, we decided to do some educational pieces. Um, We put into place some book discussions, some different TED Talks, um, just again, set up where we could invite people to come and just try to open their minds and try to maybe think about things in a different way. And or learn some about right. something that maybe they knew nothing about. Uh-huh. The other thing that we, beyond the openness and the education, was we really wanted to kind of create a boomerang effect. Okay. And so one of the things that we thought about is not just, um, is kind of that reciprocity, you know, yes. that we wanted to um, be a part of not just going out and bringing Jesus to somebody sure. or, or going out and doing something. We wanted to be able to then build relationships and have experiences that we can come back and be changed by. Wow. So um, some of the things that I might highlight that I think helped with that was 
going to the Marion Correctional Facility okay. for they do like Easter and Christmas productions that are amazing. Yeah. Um, we adopted families who have um, parents who are incarcerated and through the holidays just, you know, prayed on them and loved on them and, mm-hmm. and, and showered them with attention. And some of those experiences, people in our congregation came back. It was that boomerang effect of okay. coming back and being changed sure. by going out. By going out, mm-hmm. by taking the church out into the community, and then the community came back into mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any thoughts or reflections you'd like to share about changes you've seen at Powell and in your own experience, in your own life journey? I'm a little at a loss for words. Um, I just do truly believe that God can take very difficult circumstances and make good come from them. And, you know, I guess my thought is over and over I've said I can either get bitter about this or I can get better about this from this. Wow. Say that again. I can either be bitter from this experience or I can become better. And I just want to always choose the better. Did you ever think that you would be where you are now? in your relationship with Christ? It definitely has been a journey, and I honestly wouldn't give it up because Mm. I do feel that I am so blessed and in such a different place than I was before this journey began. It's like that song, God, I need you every hour, I need you. I mean, when this all started, it was, God, I need you this minute, and every the next minute and the next minute, I was literally trying to live through minute by minute. And by his grace and mercy, I'm beyond minutes into hours and days. So I just feel like my my relationship with Jesus has changed immensely because I've had to turn and rely on him for everything. And when my when I lost what felt like my everything, I actually found my real everything. You know, when you're stripped down and you you lose your friends and you lose your home and you're worried about losing your job and you lose your financial resources um, and you're just down to the bare bones, it's hard to put into words. But it's like finding that treasure chest that you didn't even know existed. Or maybe you knew it was there, but you hadn't opened the treasure chest. So then opening it up and finding out that all along it was right there, you know, right there. And I just didn't even know that it was there. Um, It's deep and personal and life-giving and freedom-giving, I guess, is how I would describe it. Thank you. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for coming and talking with us today. do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Something you think they should know about walking with families, with incarcerated loved ones? Well, I would just encourage everybody who's listening to think about maybe one thing that they can go and do mm. differently, mm-hmm. and whether it's in their church family and their community. Um, maybe it's a book they're going to pick up and read yeah. um, or a podcast that they're going to listen to. <laughs> um, so I guess I just challenge each listener to, to think about what's that one thing that they want to, um, to try or do differently. The Healing Communities Framework is p- very powerful and definitely something worthwhile for churches to invest and think about pursuing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I love that it's not a like a package deal, but it's where are you at and where do you want to be? Yeah. And just some reflection. So definitely take a look at what the West Ohio Conference has to offer with the Healing Communities training because it will change your congregation. It will. Mm-hmm. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Again, I'd like to thank Heidi for coming. Um, you are such an inspiration to me and to our listeners, and we are praying for you and your family, not just as Kevin comes home, but into the next generation um, with your family. So thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. So join us next time for our third All In Community podcast. We will have Chris Money and Tom Duber from Kindway here with us. Uh, Kindway is one of our All In Community reentry community partners. The three of us will be talking about sustaining spiritual growth during a person's transition back into the community. Thanks for listening.